0: Hello guys, and welcome to What Hides in the Darkness. In this horror podcast, I will be narrating allegedly true horror stories, as well as fictional horror stories. So, if you like to relax after a long day of work, or after a long day of school, and listen to something that will give you a pretty good scare, then make sure to subscribe to the podcast and share it with friends and family, because... It sure helps out a lot. In today's episode, I have a special guest. This episode will be accompanied by David, which some of my listeners may know, and some don't. But anyways, he is interested in cryptology and the supernatural, just like I am, so I thought it would be great if both of us would read out two very scary, allegedly true werewolf stories for you, and we discussed them afterwards with some other stuff that we discussed, and Anyways, thank you for being on the show today, David. Well,
1: thank you for having me. I can't wait to discuss both of our stories. And at the end, I'm sure we will come to a lot of conclusions, a lot of fun things to talk about, also scary things. And for those of you who don't know me, um, let me introduce myself. Uh, My name is David. I am Oliver's cousin and also a big fan of the supernatural. So I'm also very excited to be
0: here. Thank you, that, that is, uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to be very nice, the discussion at the end. And, well, as I said already, uh, we both will be reading out two werewolf stories. So, David will begin with a story that is called it's The called Big, Bad Bo- Big Bad Wolf, and I will be reading one afterwards that is called I Can Still Hurts Heard, Breathing. So, without further ado, I would say we hop right into this episode, and I hope you enjoyed. So... Let's get right into this episode.
1: Alright, the story I'm reading is titled The Big Bad Wolf by user WEPD1985. Ever since I was a child, I have been terrified of werewolves and wolves as well especially movies about them and as a kid I was crazy enough to watch them but I covered my eyes whenever I knew the scary wolf was going to appear so this obviously gave me terrible nightmares for most of my life it was a Friday on Halloween night, my favorite holiday, 2016 at the time I worked as an English teacher in a company I always thought did not appreciate me on that night I was planning to watch a horror movie marathon like I did every year However, I was thinking about watching a werewolf movie that year, but one of my co-workers recommended me an old movie called An American Werewolf in London. It sounded scary, but I really wanted to face my fears and give it a shot. On that day, I was very excited because I already had bought candy for the trick-or-treaters and some beer for me. But I wish I did not have to work until 5 p.m., so as soon as I got off work, I took my things and left my office. I drove my car home, which I called the Batmobile. To excuse my plans, I listened to a song called Thriller, which I loved listening to on Halloween nights. I got home at 7pm or so, then I took a beer from my fridge and drank a long sip and heard the doorbell ring, which scared me for a second, but then I heard Trick or Treat behind my door. So I opened it, complimented the kids' cool costumes and gave them candy. The trick-or-treaters kept visiting me until 8pm and all the while I listened to heavy metal and ate ramen for dinner. After that, I grabbed my laptop and watched my horror movie marathon, and I left the werewolf movie for last. I sometimes had to pause to get another beer and it scared the crap out of me, but I still thought it was a great movie. So I was six beers in and decided to go to sleep at midnight. That night, I had a terrible nightmare where I had to run away from a werewolf in a dark, foggy and creepy forest, which was only lit by a full moon. In my dream, I was screaming my lungs out, and I felt extremely disoriented and afraid of the huge, bulky, blackest night werewolf that was chasing after me. I ran for my life for what seemed like hours, but I felt the beast closing in on me. I turned around several times, and all I could see was its dark silhouette, bright red eyes and yellow teeth bearing at me. Then I screamed again and ran a bit faster now. Out of the blue, I came across a huge fallen tree that blocked my way. So I had no choice but to jump over it. I heard the well of growling and panting behind me. So it jumped the tree there too. While I was still midair, I felt a sharp pain on my back and I woke up suddenly. Then. I jumped out of my bed from fright and hit my body against the floor and cursed. I rubbed my eyes, got up slowly, out of nowhere. I felt a sudden string pain on my back, just like in my dream. I tried to reach for the place where I felt the pain, but I could not reach it. So I went to the bathroom, washed my face, drank a bit of tap water and saw myself in the mirror. Turned around. And to my horror, I saw five deep bloody gashes on my back. I jumped forward and said, what the hell is that? The next day I went to the hospital, got my wound patched up. I simply lied to the doctor and said, my cat had scratched me while I was sleeping. I obviously did not own a cat. To this day, I still ask myself if that was just a crazy dream or did my terrified mind somehow made it into a reality? Who knows? The truth is I never watched a werewolf movie again since I was terrified that I would have another nightmare as vivid and terrifying as that one.
0: I can still hear its breathing by reddit user alexz89. So, this particular encounter, I guess you can call it, happened to me when I was a junior in high school. It was a Friday night. My older brother and his wife still lived with us. My sister-in-law was pregnant with her first kids. They slept in a room that was right by the front door and straight across from the door leading to the garage. I was in my room sleeping next to my little brother, who at this point was sound asleep. As for me, I was texting back and forth with my then-girlfriend while also playing on my PSP. Time passed by fairly quick, and by the time me and my girlfriend said goodnight, it was about 2.33 a.m. After we said our goodbyes, I had to use the restroom pretty bad. I always kept a water bottle handy in case I got thirsty in the middle of the night. Well, that bottle was empty, and now I had to go back. I shut off my PSP and opened my door and walked out into the hallway and didn't bother turning on the hallway lights. Now, luckily, my room was right right next door to the restroom. But unfortunately, it was also close to the front door and my old brother's room. All I had to do was walk two steps to the right and turn the corner, and I would be facing the front door. So anyway, like I was saying, I step out, and as I'm making my way to the bathroom, I hear my brother snoring pretty loud. I pay no attention and go into the bathroom to do my business. As I finish and start washing my hands, something in my head snapped, and I couldn't help but feel something was horribly wrong. As I go to dry my hands, it all comes back to me. My brother and his wife aren't here. They're visiting her family for the weekend. I stand there frozen, thinking to myself, but I heard him snore. Maybe they came back in the middle of the night and I didn't hear the front door open because I I was so into my game and texting. I got it into my head. That was the most likely scenario and I walked back out into the hallway. As I make my way back to room, my room, I realized the snoring had stopped. I stand there in front of my door frozen, again, waiting for my brother to start snoring, when all of a sudden, the snoring now is more of a labored breathing, the kind of breathing you hear coming from a sick person, or a person who smokes every single day of their lives. A cold chill goes down my spine, and the hairs on my arms stand up. I work up the courage to walk towards the end of the hallway, and as I turn a corner, I stand there frozen once again. Only this time, I'm frozen with fear. Standing in the corner between the garage door and the front door is a tall dark figure. This thing was so tall, it had to hang its head down to avoid hitting the ceiling of my house. Not only is it tall, its arms are freakishly long, almost reaching the ground. Its fingertips are pointy, kinda like claws. My head keeps telling me to scream or run, but I can move. I'm stuck there, looking at this thing. I start thinking, I'm gonna die, this is it. As soon as it noticed me standing here, it'll get me. However, it didn't move at all. Every now and then, it just kinda twitched. I quickly realized that this thing wasn't facing me. So I quickly turn and run into my room, shining the door and locking it. My little brother wakes up and nearly gives me a heart attack as he asks, what are you doing slamming the door, dude? Dad is gonna kill you. My brotherly instincts kick in and I say, sorry kid, I guess I didn't know my own arm strength. Go back to sleep, okay? He nods and lays back down. I crawl into my bed, shaking and terrified. I try to stay up all night, but eventually fatigue overcame the fear and I fell asleep. The next morning I woke up with a high fever and vomiting. My mom instantly knew something had happened, but for the sake of my little brother, she didn't ask. I worked up the courage to talk to my parents about it Once I was about 21, my dad has never seen or heard anything, but my mother, however, has seen the same thing outside her bedroom window twice. Once before my niece was born, and again before my grandmother passed away. My oldest nephew claims to have heard breathing like that at my parents' home, but he's never seen anything. I'm now in my 30s, and I've never seen a thing ever since, but every now and then, I hear its breathing in my head. to have you back here uh thank you very much for needing that story um i to say that story definitely kind of creeped me out um so what did you think of the story while reading it
1: well it certainly is something to be scared of i i think because one of my main weak points is all has always been dreams because it's in your head it's not something you can fight you can't fight what's inside your head you can but not physically for example oh, a monster maybe you have weapons but for its illness you have a medicine but if it's something as as deep inside your head as a dream it might be very complex to fight it because it takes a lot of self-courage inside your mental state which is why I think that oh the dream part was definitely scary especially when the reader or basically the person telling the story couldn't differentiate between reality or a dream, which is also way scary when you can't find the line between what is real and what is just a dream.
0: Yeah, I definitely get that. I, um, I kind of got to say that I feel the same way because there are, there are also some fictional stories, but of course, every story has some truth behind it. And there are some fictional stories I read where people can't get out of dreams um, which I think is pretty much a rational fear because imagine like just sleeping and never waking up but still being somewhat awake in your dream and um, I definitely get that dream part uh, that also got me pretty good Um, but as well I gotta say that um, what I definitely found interesting was that they had that scratch on the back Um, still after the dream and um, well of course this story is allegedly true but if a doctor also saw it then there must be some truth behind it or as I already said every story has some truth behind it so that definitely was whoa as some of the comments here say (laughs) yeah yeah exactly
1: but since um well, since it might have been true, it might have not been true, we, we, the fact that we usually never know is what makes it so interesting. Because there's always a possibility that it is true and it could happen to anyone. Especially your story with, with the breathing. And since all the family members heard something at least, is also something that backs
0: up the theory that it just might be true after all. Yes, definitely. I think that um at a certain point when people also are able to um kind of confirm your theory of having something it just gets furthermore realistic to you because i don't know maybe at the first point you were like oh maybe i'm just making this up in my head but if two or three other people have heard the same thing without you telling them it definitely gets a lot creepier because uh you just or someone else just confirmed your horror story, basically, and yeah, that definitely is creepy. <laughs> yeah, and
1: uh, well, back to your story, I I think about it, and it might seem just like a family curse. I I've read many things about oh, if you if you sometimes make make a deal with a devil or demon then there's always a price price to pay but in the end the price doesn't always have to be you that's paying it can it can contradict to other family members and maybe maybe some great grandfather did something bad and now the rest of the family is doomed or at least just haunted by that
0: thing that breathes yeah right um i also think uh, curses are definitely uh, another whole different topic because uh, there are curses that are able to be broken but there are also some that uh, will never be broken and uh, the whole generation of the whole family could be like I'd say infected by it Um, so that's definitely something to, to consider when doing such a deal with the devil for example or anything else the mother said uh, or as the mother saw i think it was that she only saw the that creature when the grandmother died and when another one was born when born yeah but i don't remember that anymore and um yes definitely feel that with a curse and now away from the stories what what would you say are things that like really get you or really scare you, do you have anything like that?
1: Mm, Well, things that really mm, get me, I think, like I said before, is when you don't know the difference between what is real and what is not. Is it, are you actually just seeing things or are you really in danger? When you can't tell the difference between what is real and what is just my imagination, that's, I think what people are really fear because not only are you in danger but you can also be a danger to others that is well just the fact of losing your mind while also considering that you might just be saying the truth
0: yes yes I definitely get that I I also think that people should stop judging other people for what they've seen you know what I mean like mm-hmm. there are so yeah. many people that are like oh my gosh no that can't be true because ghosts are a fiction of our uh, imagination, and I think that really can mess up with someone, because if they really are certain that they have seen something, and like, someone just goes to them and says, no, what you're talking is bullshit, then it definitely I think, if someone gets to hear that a lot, it definitely can mess up with someone.
1: Yeah, yeah, it certainly has an effect, and just also the trust issues that can develop during that time.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um... But for me, what really gets me in stories are um, definitely the title when it says it's a true story or, I don't know, this happened to me and it's real. Uh, this definitely gives me the creeps because uh, when when I read a fictional story, it, it okay, it, it still is creepy, but it's fictional. And if it's a true story, it's twice as creepy because... It's the same thing with movies that's uh, horror movies that are based on a true true experience, on a true occurrence, like Insidious or uh, The Conjuring, for example, no, Insidious isn't based on the real, but um, Conjuring is based on real events. So I also think that movies that are based on real events are scarier than just made up movies. Yeah, yeah, it definitely shows how
1: how little we know about our world in general that all the things we see might just be not true or maybe more there's more to it perhaps especially because this is an experience everyone makes everyone has at least seen one thing in their life that they just cannot explain that's not something that is so uncommon that's actually pretty common it happens a lot to people but i think maybe out of fear or just out of bland rationality that they're forced themselves to they just tend to forget that or push it away but I think the more you think about weird encounters or random events that just don't make sense
0: the less answers you find and the more questions come up yes definitely I also see that with the 411 cases or I don't know if it was 411 but where people just randomly go missing and some of them just turn up again and say that they were taken by, uh, I don't know, a, a demon or something of that sort, uh, it definitely makes non-believers to believers because a lot of those things that cannot be rationally explained definitely change someone. And Yeah. That actually is kind of cool, if I could say that in some way, because <laughs> yeah. those, people yeah. that, those people that say No, you're talking just shit you're just trying to scare other people uh suddenly turn to the point where they are oh no you were right i'm sorry or something and now to another question i have to you what what cryptid would you say is your favorite or which one of them do you find more interesting or more scary or i don't know
1: uh cryptid cryptid as in what exactly
0: As in folklore, for example, the Wendigo... Uh, Ah, I
1: see, I see. Well, uh, everyone, every clip that I enjoy is really, I enjoy really much because it just shows the culture, it talks about different cultures, and I especially am interested in, uh, in Asia, Japanese folklore, especially scary, they talk about sometimes ghosts of revenge or evil beings that haunt people. That is definitely something... I think it's just so interesting to talk about and since it's also always something linked with the culture that tells how people back then reacted to certain things is really really interesting
0: yes definitely I um, I know a Japanese folklore which I forgot uh, the name of I think it was um, something with Yuki Onna I think uh, uh, I, a lady that was uh, split in half by a train or uh, that is what i also find interesting because there are so many variations of this story uh, some of them say that a very beautiful uh, lady named yukiona was um uh raped uh, you, by a military man and uh, you mean
1: take he, it take it i i think i've heard right. that story before take it, take it. you have to you have to tell the story otherwise you will be the next victim
0: that is exactly and I don't know. What I really find interesting is the is the uh, huge variation of the story, um, but all of them lead to the same fact that the woman ha- was split in half, and that at the end she like comes with that. Uh,
1: I think tool. she cursed
0: everyone. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Right. With a tool to split you in half because she is searching for her lower body, and. Um, one cryptid that I gotta say that I really, really enjoy talking about, and uh, I did a lot of research about it, is the Wendigo. Um, mm-hmm. The Wendigo, for example, is Native American folklore, which was passed on by the Navajo, by the uh, many other tribes. Uh, so the Wendigo isn't just a folklore from one tribe, but a folklore from a lot of tribes that were completely... Uh, strewn about in America um, huh. um, so basically the Wendigo is just a spirit that uh, possesses someone that falls to the uh, falls to the how's it called uh, to the sim of cannibalism and uh. they start turning into well basically a monster something uh, a lot of uh, Native Americans describe the Wendigo as a very thin deer with a deer skull, and um, well, it, it to me it's very interesting that still to this day uh, a lot of people claim to see that, and yeah. I also think that the internet is connecting people in so many ways, for example, uh, in the old times when people, for example, saw something they couldn't explain, they were basically all by themselves. But nowadays, if you see something you can't explain, you go, for example, on Reddit or on YouTube and say, I saw this and that. And uh, people go commenting and say, Oh, I had the same thing. Maybe you should do that. And I think that is actually something very, like, it's a big improvement from the late times.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And even stories like Wendigo with Skinwalker also tell a lot about Native American culture. and. The consequence of going against your tribe or just generally doing something that you just shouldn't do for the sake of power
0: or other things exactly yeah um but one thing that i actually um there is a story that i discussed about with marquia from the uh something scary podcast on that live event Mm -hmm. and she told me about um the Smiling Man and that her friend encountered it. Uh, the Smiling Man is basically a ghost that is like, it's a man, a very large man that is smiling, but he's facing up the sky and that's how he walks. Like he has this extremely huge smile from ear to ear and he just looks up the whole time. And oh, I see. <laughs> every time I think about that time when I discussed with Marquis about that, it's just like I'm visually uh, like envisionating it in my head even though i have never seen it or never like saw pictures of it after i talked with makia about that i i am seeing it basically in my head and i think like even through telling things people can get scared like through stories yeah like, yeah told me and now i am kind of yeah scared about that
1: yeah because i it basically puts all perspective into it because we, we just tell that, oh, that could happen to us. That could happen to me anytime. Yeah, actually.
0: Maybe it makes us think how lucky
1: we actually are that we actually been safe for most of the time.
0: Yes, um, and I also think that um, a lot of people, they don't want to experience things like that. But on my part, I actually really would love to experience Uh, something like a vanigo encounter or a werewolf encounter and that is why this summer I am going to go camping in the black forest just in hopes of seeing something just anything really yeah um, well I don't know because a lot of people they really are freaked out by it even when just reading stories or just watching movies but I actually find it interesting really informative about how people depict different uh, beliefs that they have. Does that makes sense?
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I think especially for Wendigos, most, most police or law enforcers usually just say, oh, there was a bear attack or a wild animal when in reality maybe not even a bear can be this strong or this fast at least.
0: Yes, exactly. There was a story I also read on Reddit that, um, a woman, her dog was attacked by a, I don't know if it was a werewolf or a wendigo, but something of that sort, and the law enforcement really just said that, uh, the dog was attacked by a puma, by a allegedly very large puma, and that is all they got from, like, that's all the information they got, but, um, she said that she knew that it was not a puma, and it wasn't a bear or anything, because she saw it, so... I think there is definitely something going on that we do not know about, but maybe it is best that we do not know about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For the sake of
0: safety, maybe. Yeah, right. Because I believe that a lot of people would definitely freak out and um, stop doing things just because they are afraid of experiencing some encounter like that. Yeah exactly. Yeah, but um anyways, it was really really nice chatting with you today. Uh yeah. the first time I haven't been alone in my uh episodes.
1: Well, um, I hope um, it won't be the last time. That's for yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> that that would be very great if we could do that again sometime. Um so well, I I'd say that's a wrap up and thank you very much for being on the show again. Well, and thank you for again, having me. <laughs> no problem. Uh, so, also thank you. thank you very much for sharing all your perspectives. It was very informative. I hope that the listeners liked it as well. And um, so uh, I'd say goodbye to you and goodbye. We'll see each other soon. So we'll see. Bye. Bye. So, listener, do you have a personal story with a werewolf or maybe just with the supernatural or something that is completely unexplainable to you? And if you have any story suggestions, then feel free to submit them at ollieatlamnik.com. I repeat, O-L-I at L-A-M-N-E-K dot com. And I hope you enjoyed this week's episode because it definitely was fun to discuss All of my interests with someone that also shared the same interests. So, as always, I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did. And if you did, then make sure to let me know by subscribing to the podcast and take just two or three minutes of your time to submit a review to iTunes so I know what to improve or what to keep up with. And, as always, I will be linking the original story writers in the link down below. So, you can check them out and read the story in your own pace if necessary. And as always, stay healthy, stay safe, and most important, stay spooky.